0: It is Thursday, October 27th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Our friends at SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor, we love them as well. We'll tell you how you can save money and also earn a $1,000 credit on Friday's show. It's all coming your way. Before we get going, special shout out to my BFF out there, one of my older brothers. Pete Rose, who has a birthday today. So, Petey, if you're listening, love you, bro. It was always interesting growing up with an older brother named Pete Rose. Yes. In the baseball world.
1: Very interesting. I I didn't know you had a brother named Pete. I should have known that.
0: Yeah. I think I've told you this before. I used to, uh, he did Pete Rose's autograph perfect. He had the big bubble P and everything. So, when it was, uh, when I was younger, I used to say that my uncle was Pete Rose, the Pete Rose. And I used to sell his autograph on the bus for a buck. (laughs) You've
1: been scheming since day
0: one. Hell yes. Still stealing money in the baseball world. That's all good. That's all good. All right. So, um, God almighty, can we start this World Series already? Jesus.
1: Too much off time, dude. I I enjoyed our off day yesterday. You and I, we skipped a day. We needed some time to catch our breath. I played golf. Tennis and then a wiffle ball last night. I was all oh My
0: God. Guys. Wow. Quite yeah. a good job by you. I worked, worked and worked and then sent out questions to you. So let's do a You're few questions. You're uh, Phillies are going to go with Aaron Nola, not Zach Wheeler for game one in Houston. And you will remember he threw six and two thirds, perfect innings in Houston back on October 3rd. That was the day that Philly clinched its first playoff berth in 11 years. How big a deal is that now that he is the game one starter?
1: I don't know how much stock I put into one start against a team that was kind of just like moonwalking into the playoffs. (laughs) Uh, You know, like they weren't so locked in on that game, but it was obviously a very good start. I think this more has to do with some of the numbers. At least that's what Thompson is saying here. Uh, Both these guys are a little bit better on some extra rest, on full rest. I think that's where he's kind of leaning to. We've seen this throughout the playoffs with some pitchers, but specifically Wheeler, uh, the velo dropping third time through the order. So I think that extra day of rest for him is going to do well. And then, you know, this is this is your 1-2. It's, it's your 1-1, one, one, essentially. It doesn't really matter what order they go in, in my opinion. I think they're really only looking at these stats, uh, but you're going to get these dudes for four games. And you have to be happy if you're a Philadelphia Phillies fan because they've been absolutely lights out.
0: Um, Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I think it's great for Aaron Nola that he did that. You know, it was one of the best performances of his entire career. And yes, most of the guys that he will face in that lineup did start that day. Yeah, I think Altuve got a couple of at-bats before he got pulled. I think Pena, same sort of deal. But maybe Guriel got three. Maybe Tucker got three. All that sort of stuff. And it doesn't mean that the Astros weren't trying, but you're right. Like they were just trying to stay sharp and that's about it. I mean, you can tell me more than anything else. Like the Phillies, that was like a spring
1: training game. Yeah, spring training 2.0.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's all. So from that standpoint, I wouldn't take much out of it. It it doesn't prove to me one way or another. Aaron Nola is an excellent pitcher, right? And that's the big deal. And I think one of the big keys, if the Phillies are going to pull off this monumental upset is that either Nola has to outpitch Verlander or, or Wheeler has to outpitch fromberg to the point where they have a big enough lead that the Astros can't come back against the Phillies bullpen, which has really been better than it hasn't been in the playoffs, but still we all look at it and we're like, eh, can you really do it? So to me, this is a lot on those two guys to have to uplift this franchise
1: A hundred percent. I mean, I I was going to lead into that in another question, but the the only way the Phillies win this series, they have to take three of those four games, at least obviously, like they could win four of those games and they win the world series, but they have to win three of four of the, of those four games started by those guys. You have to, that's the only recipe for a victory, a world series victory for the
0: Phillies. Yeah. And it can be done. I mean, Verlander got his ass kicked the first playoff game by the Mariners and was fortunate that he didn't get an L hung on him. So it can happen. Uphill battle. But it can happen.
1: It can happen.
0: So let's get to the next question, which I think is what you want to answer here. Your biggest question for each team heading into the World Series. So we're going to do one for Houston. We'll each get to the answer. Then we'll go one for Philly. What do you got?
1: I think biggest question uh, for the Phillies, it's got to be the bullpen. And, and in a seven-game series, if you're not getting length out of your starters, like, they've done well enough. Topper's managed the bullpen well enough. He seems like he's got his two, like, back-end, super high-leverage guys in Anthony Dominguez and Alvarado. Um, I hope we see the best versions of those guys. You remember Alvarado during the year had to get sent up and down. Like, mm-hmm. those guys aren't locks. I mean, the way they're pitching right now, they are, but they're not – 100% locks they're going to be there and do the job every single time but let's just say they do you still have to find some innings. uh you know yeah, you have a game four where it's going to be a bullpen game there are going to be times where a starter has to come out early and then you have to cover those innings so you know who's going to be the long guy is it going to be Gibby is it going to be Eflin and then where are your mid-range guys it's all on this bullpen man like if they don't get massive starts by wheeler nola and even ranger suarez like that bullpen is going to be exposed probably more than topper wants it to be um but you know like this is one series and they could they could step up for one more series and we won't even really be talking about this we'll be saying wow their bullpen did it in the postseason but i still think it's their biggest question
0: i think the biggest question mark is game four just like it was in the previous series they were fortunate That at that point, it was a 2-1 series advantage, right? They end up starting Falter, who faulted, and couldn't get out of the first. And I think they were just fortunate that they were playing a team in the Padres who also had kind of a starting rotation organizational mess that I didn't anticipate at the beginning of the year. Like, I always thought that if the Padres were going to be great, it was going to be because of this pitching staff and the depth that it had. In fact, I liked it better than Philly going into the NLCS and Clevenger had a freaking four, nothing lead and pissed down his leg and didn't get an out. That's not going to happen against the Houston Astros, right? In games no. three and four, they haven't decided which direction they're going yet, but they're either going to go throw Christian Javier. And I think that the, um the Astros are uh, appealing to have game three or four moved from Philadelphia to the Bronx. So he can pitch there and continue his dominance, or they're going to go with Lance McCullers. so, they're going to get a stud out there who can deal in october. The Phillies are not. They're going to be buckling up, riding a roller coaster and hanging on for dear life. I like and this. I don't know what the series is going to be. I doubt it'll be 3-0 cuz I do think that both that I think the Phillies are good enough to win one of the first 3 games. So it could be they could be down 2-1 and it's going to be the critical game of the series and they're going to be sitting there going Yeah, man. Um, hopefully, they find a way. I don't want to
1: see that because the Houston, I like either. you mentioned, dude, they could go six starters strong right now. They have two guys in Garcia and Arcidi who have thrown like a combined five innings all postseason, Ridiculous. and these guys will be the threes on most teams.
0: Yeah, they would start Solar. game three for the Phillies.
1: It would be debatable for sure between Ranger and that. I think Ranger's a pretty good three. I do. But like, yes, that would be a debate. So yeah, they they have starting pitching in spades, and I believe game four will be a problem. It's kind of what I was talking about too. Like this bullpen's gonna get some exposure. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it's one series, one series to step up, and that's yep. why it's beautiful. You get to the World Series, man, anything can
0: happen. Yeah. I mean, and listen, I hope that they do well. I want to see good baseball, I want to see a long series. I mean, jeez, we, we got nine combined games out of a possible 14 in the LCS. That is not good enough. That's not good you enough. You know who's
1: not worried about the Phillies bullpen?
0: Hmm.
1: The Phillies bullpen. These guys are confident, ready to go. They or know they be, can right? do the job. So, like, everybody outside of them is questioning them, but, like, they are very confident, and they're very able to do this job. They just got to go get it done.
0: Uh-huh. Today's edition of Baseball Today is presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. couple things going on here. If you've never used SeatGeek before, I want you to just pick up your phone, go to the app store, and download the SeatGeek app. That is step number one. It's the greatest ticket-finding expedition you will ever have because they do all the heavy lifting. So whether you want to try and go to a World Series game in Houston or Philly, or go check out your favorite NFL team, or your college football team, or NBA, which is now in full swing, or NHL, or want to check out your favorite musical artist, whatever concert venue you want to go to, SeatGeek is there to help out. They're also there to help save money by using the promo code PLAYOffs, That is all caps and all one word. You're going to get 10% off your order, whether you are a first-time buyer or not. That's a big deal. Usually it's only offered to rookie buyers. Nah, if you're a returnee, you can use it as well. Um, the great thing about SeatGeek is they don't always only present to you the tickets. They grade them. Scale is zero to 10. They color code it. Green is good. Red is bad. I'm going to be using it later today. My calves are coming in town to take on the Clippers uh, pretty soon. So I'm going to go purchase some, um, some seats on SeatGeek. I'm going to use that promo code and they're going to tell me whether or not the tickets are good. So go do this. In addition to that, Today is the last day you can send in your SeatGeek question of the World Series. The best one we're going to pick, we're going to use it on Friday's show. You're going to get $1,000 credit to use on the SeatGeek app. So check out our social media channels. You'll figure out where to send in the question. Make it entertaining. Make it thought-provoking. The best one, you're going to get $1,000 credit. Cool? We all on the same page? Love
1: that. There's been Thank some good you. questions so far, too. Keep Heck, sending yeah. Them
0: yep. But you still have time to be the leader in the clubhouse. Let's go. Uh, We'll take a step back from the World Series. We're going to do a full preview on Friday's show. But let's uh, delve around the world of baseball. Hal Steinbrenner, Yankees owner, backed Aaron Boone's return to the dugout, saying that he believes he is a very good manager. He said, I don't see a change there. Right move or not?
1: I mean, they just signed him to a long-term deal. I know that doesn't matter to some people, and it three, probably three shouldn't years. necessarily. Three years. That's pretty long like, for a manager.
0: Okay, but it's not like freaking. We just gave Julio Rodriguez. That shouldn't be
1: the reason year. you keep him. If if he is, if he, if you think he's the reason for your team's failures, you do not have to keep him. A manager's salary on a three-year deal, you can eat that no problem. So that's not it. I'm saying they did sign him. They did believe in him last year. Another year of what over a hundred wins during the regular season. That hasn't been the problem. It's the postseason. And you know, you can point to some pitching moves that he's did in the postseason, taking Cole out of that game. Cole didn't seem too happy with that. A lot of the people that I follow that like the Yankees weren't too happy about that. Um, but if that's the problem, like that's not what's happened. That's not what happened in the postseason for the Yankees. Like it wasn't just one pitching move or Aaron Boone doing anything. Uh, it's the lack of offense and they need to address that on their roster before they need to think about anything else like the reason they were so good during the regular season was because they had Aaron judge having this once in a generation type offensive season if he had a regular type season like they probably would have been a 92 win team like he, he really put them way up he won games single-handedly many many times throughout the year um the problem with those like making your Decisions on a manager based on some of the bullpen choices is there's so many people involved in that it's not just him. Like, I always say managers have to make their money in the postseason. I think the final decision probably is up to Boone, but he's getting pushed in a bunch of different directions, whether it's the binder that he has at the front office is sent down to him, whether it's his pitching coach and the bullpen coach talking about what guys are doing, how they're looking. Um, so it's a it's a bunch of people. If they get rid of Boone, they need to clean house everywhere because they're all in this together. This is like a nucleus. Like they work together. That's why they like Boone so well, because he does take, you know, what the front office gives him. And like he is a guy that works with them. So, you know, if you want to start fresh, you better start fresh with a lot of different positions, not just the managerial position, because I don't think that's enough to change what's going around or going on with the Yankees.
0: Well, I mean, just because there's deficiencies in other areas doesn't mean you can't change more than one area, right? We know that that lineup has got to improve, just didn't do enough in the postseason, and it doesn't feel like the roster construction, and certainly in terms of the everyday lineup, is as good as it can be. Now, as far as Aaron Boone goes, I like Booney a lot. Um, And I think that managers these days, the two most important things that they do is Manage people, so we yes. don't get to see a lot of that, right? That stuff behind the scenes, egos, playing time, dealing with guys who are a little different, all sorts of stuff, right? I mean, that's that's the big job. The other one is how they handle the media, because they have to meet with everybody before the games. They have to meet with everybody after the games. You want to give, at the very least, the perception that everything is smooth over 162 games as smooth as it can be over a six month journey. Those are the two most important things. What you said is accurate. The rest of the stuff is predetermined. When am I pulling a guy? What's this lineup looking like? If you think that Aaron Boone scratched out all those weird lineups, you don't understand baseball today. That's just not the way it is. Now, did he ultimately have a call to go to Lou Trevino instead of Garrett Cole? Yeah, probably. Michael K. blasted him. A lot of people that cover the Yankees more extensively than the two of us do um, and see the inner workings of them on a day-to-day basis were blasting him, and maybe he deserved that. You know what else happened? Y'all didn't score a fucking run. <laughs> so even if he kept Garrett Cole to keep the game at 2 nothing. You're going to lose anyway, possibly. So
1: Yeah, that's that's 100% the problem. There is a bunch of problems with the Yankees. Now, it makes me wonder, like, I think Judge and Boone have a good relationship. Now, is that a way of trying to get him to come back? Like, hey, your guy's coming back for sure. There's some stability here. We're not Mm -hmm. blowing this thing up and playing a bunch of young guys. Like, we're still going to be you know, the Yankees and do all these different things. I think that's got to have, that's got to factor in here, at least. I mean, this guy is a legitimate free agent. He's going to test the market. They obviously need him. If they don't get Aaron Judge back, things are going to drastically change for the Yankees over the next couple of years. Like they have to have this guy back. And if not, we're looking at like, then I could see, if they don't get him back, I could see them blowing this whole thing up. I really could.
0: Well, To me, the, the, the more interesting question is I think Cashman's contract is up, right? I mean, he's been doing this for a quarter century. Do you want to try something different there? You know, it has been. Someone just came on
1: the market too.
0: Yeah. Well, you have to make a trade for David Stearns if he's still under contract with Milwaukee and and that could be easily done. I mean, managers have gotten traded in the past. So to be able to trade for a front office piece, I think- Can I
1: trade you for somebody?
0: You probably could. You wouldn't have to give up very much. I mean, and you could probably get a significant upgrade for this position there's no no way
1: me and you forever bro
0: now listen there's probably some younger mlb network people that you know would be available cheaper it's me and you forever i hear you i love it i ain't going anywhere so unless i get thrown out the door i'm not going okay um so i think there's a lot of interesting stuff that's happening here and i always say this it's about quarterbacks and either head coaches or managers if you want to get rid of somebody who is it that you got your eyes on? You want Joe Madden coming in here? I mean, is that what you're looking for? Now, Bochi would have been interesting, but he went down to Texas. So is it that you're like waiting for Joe Espada? Is it, yeah, the, it was, the, that
1: was the name that was on the tip of my tongue right there?
0: You know, is it is that the next group? There's no guarantee that he's gonna be great right ronnie Might washington
1: be- come on let's go we need okay, him but- to get another chance
0: so i guess my I, and i agree with you i would love to see wash get another shot at it but all i'm saying is that i don't think aaron boone has been the biggest reason why the yankees haven't made the world series over the last several years
1: i don't even think he's a top fucking 10 reason
0: i think I think the guys yankees-
1: like him in the clubhouse i do i haven't heard anything think- other than that so yep. It's one of the biggest factors. You name some big factors. What a manager manager needs to do? He needs mm-hmm. to be liked by his players. He needs to communicate. Yep. I don't know. I don't know about the communication thing because I've heard that is interesting. And Jimmy and Jake have talked to me about that. Like that needs to get worked out. We need more communication.
0: Hmm. That's fair. Doesn't mean he's perfect. Not saying that. Just I think there are other areas of distress. But who knows? Who knows? All right. A couple of interesting things that happened while we were away. Adam Wainwright is coming back for what, like his 70th season or something I think so, like that. 70th, yep, yeah. He's yep. going to, he's going to ink a one year deal just to remain a St. Louis Cardinal and his former Cardinals teammate, Skip Schumacher is now apparently going to be the main man down in Miami. Which one of those two piques your interest more?
1: I think it's the way. Bueno coming back to the Cardinals. I'm happy for skip. I think he will make a fine manager. Um, Wayno coming back is interesting to me because when you think about the Cardinals and we talk about all the time like that, what they have in that clubhouse and in that organization is kind of special. There's there is leadership there that's been in place for a long time, and some of it's like leaving, like Pujols coming back with Molina, like those are two obviously massive figures in St. Louis Cardinals history. Wayno is another one. If you kind of like ripped all three of them off at or out at the same time, although I guess Pujols like. I'm putting Pujols with them because he came back and I'm sure he was a big oh, help yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. Three of them gone all at once and it's like, does that identity kind of leave right away? I, I don't know. I think it's nice to have Wayno to kind of almost bridge that gap when they're going to be without them. This is going to be his last year. He said that. So to have him for 2023 again on that leadership role, I think is important. And he's still like, had a fine year this year. I know at the last the last few starts, not so great for him. Uh-huh. He said he found some mechanical stuff or there was something going on. He was compensating and he figured it out. It was too late, but he figured it out. Um, but other than that, he threw over 190 innings with a 3-7, I believe it was. Like this guy is still a very good pitcher in the major leagues. So, you know, I think he's going to help them with his pitching, but also like keeping that like Cardinals way intact for one more year, I think is important for them.
0: I'm such a huge Adam Wainwright fan. We were fortunate enough to have him on the Rose rotation last season. Um, he does mean, he means so much to that organization. And I think it's been amazing the Renaissance that he's had. Cause I thought a few years ago, like it was over. I was like, Ooh, okay. Like this is it. It falls off a cliff quickly. And he got it back. He got it back. Now to me, the just the more interesting thing is as a father, um, he's got five kids. Like I sit there and I wonder, okay, you know, he, he's still going to remain in baseball. He would be an amazing media member, whatever direction he goes to, you know, he's also made so much money. I don't know if that's what he wants to do with his life. I don't know if he just wants to be daddy and, and a good husband and check out what his kids are doing. Cause you do miss so much. Like he's not going to want to go out there and shit the bed next year. He wants to be at the top of his game as much as he can be at his age so um that's a lot of commitment that's a lot of commitment for him to have to be that and i just
1: he's he's found a way dude like he's he's yeah he's figured that life out and and you know there is a point where yeah it just becomes like i need to do something else but he's not there yet he's just i know
0: but you know like i think about it every time i see tom brady throw a pass and maybe it's just because I was never elite at something like that to the point where it was taking me away from my family. Like now that I've got one kid already out of the house and one who's a year and a half from being out of the house, I sit there. I like, I cry at times. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to go to little league games. I'm not like all goes. So, you know, for him, I just wonder what that balance is. And we talked about it on the show. He wrestles with it. It's just curious. I'm not pointing fingers. I, I support him whatever direction he wants to go. It's just, to me, it's a, more of a curiosity than anything else.
1: Yeah, it becomes difficult, man. Like yeah. you you cherish for a long time when you start playing baseball, that is it. It's all big about leagues, you. big leagues, big leagues. I need to be there. I want to win. I want to be part of this. All the things that come along with it. And then life happens, bro. You you get married you, and now that becomes the most important thing in your life. Your marriage, then yeah, the kids become the most important thing in your life. It's It changes yep. and you have to learn how to deal with it. And I think he's got such a great head and shoulders, Dan. I want you to go look for that uh, his Twitter thread, or he's explaining to the city of St. Louis why he didn't pitch well. He found a mechanical issue. Yeah, that was great. Link that somewhere in the description if you can, because I think everyone should read that. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was really good. Um, all right, last thing before we get out of here on the YouTube uh, and podcast side of things, we we told you earlier in the week the crazy schedule between Philly and Houston, right? Game. One and two yep. in Houston, travel day, three, four, and five, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Philly. If the series goes back to Houston for game six, the off day is, is a week from today on Thursday. That night, the Eagles are in Houston to take on the Texans for Thursday night football. So there's going to be a ton of Philly fans that'll make that trip if it then goes back, you know, for more baseball in game six. One of the interesting guys to keep your eyes on is Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, who is from Houston, has made no bones about it that he's a huge Astros fan. He kind of backtracked a little bit this week, says, hey, I'm also a Phillies fan. You know, it's my adopted city. Did the smart quarterback PC sort of thing. But if the Eagles win in Houston and the World Series is still going on next Friday, should Jalen Hurts show up to Minute Maid Park head to toe in all Astros gear?
1: Nope. No, nope, really? No way. No, no. Things are – because, listen, man, it's kind of been a long road for Jalen in the NFL. and He's, like, figured some stuff out now. Like, last year was great for him. This year, it's unbelievable. He's got unbelievable. the entire city of Philadelphia behind him. He's playing well. Everything is going right. Just, just go there. <laughs> Wear Philly's gear. Keep it right, bro. You do not want people pointing to, wow, we see now – this is the time. Like if he starts to struggle after this or something, they're like, see, he, he should have wore Phillies gear. Like they can point to this. Like this is this will be made into a story. Don't Don't let this be made into a story. Just go rock Phillies gear. The people of Houston, your hometown will forgive you. They understand you're doing a job. You're the quarterback of Philadelphia. You're the quarterback of the Eagles. Like you kind of have to play to that. I think he's got to come in Phillies gear. And I think that'll even be, it'll be a story, but like a positive story. The other way, like, it'll be just too negative back and forth, bro. Be a, be a Phillies fan. I'll send you a Hoskins
0: jersey. He can't be a Philly fan. He can't change who he are. He's an Astros fan. It's not like he's not really a baseball. De- he's an Astros fan.
1: Is he? Come on, man. Yeah, he is. Like, Was he Logan a season ticket olden- holder?
0: He's not. You don't have to be a well, season ticket on. holder to be a fan. You can be a fan and go to an occasional game. He likes the Astros. So be who you are. Can I tell you this? In 2007, there was no bigger athlete in Cleveland, Ohio, than LeBron James. We were playing the Yankees in the playoffs. Who shows up wearing a Yankees hat? LeBron. LeBron wore a Yankees hat. I remember. Cleveland, New York playoff baseball game. Now, of course, since then, LeBron has been, there is no bigger frontrunner, in the history of sports, when it comes to like rooting interest, he roots for everybody. I don't know where the line of delineation is with him when it comes to fandom. Hey, this dude's great. That's my team. Love that dude. It used to be like Yankees and Cowboys for him. And now I, I don't know who he roots for, but Jalen hurts. I, like if I were a Philly fan, I would be like kick ass on Sundays or on Thursday night against the Texans. And you could be, go root for whomever you want. I'm not going to be mad at you i'm not gonna be mad at you
1: i i don't know i disagree
0: gosh almighty being a quarterback of an
1: nfl team is a job
0: and part of that job is to like
1: is to like be a representative of that city and things are going too well for you jalen keep them going well for you in philadelphia okay all
0: right we got to get out of here for the day um You know, there's talking baseball every day. We are going to do shows throughout the weekend here on Baseball Today. Obviously, that continues with Friday's show. Don't forget to get in your SeatGeek question of the World Series. Best one that we use on air on Friday. We'll get $1,000 credit to use on SeatGeek. Check out our social media channels, where to put that in. For our amazing one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We'll see you Friday on Baseball Today.